Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Stroganoff. I'm Lyle. And I am Eli. And we're back with a miscellaneous episode. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. What are we talking about today, Eli? Uh, well, there's a couple things to talk about, but, uh, what do you want to talk about? Before I start ranting. No, I think a rant is the best way to start off a miscellaneous episode. Really okay. gets our, uh, really gets our, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> so, uh, as of this recording, it has been four days since Victoria 3 came out. And, uh, well, I tried to complete my first game in it, uh, that did not happen. I have had about eight or nine crashes to desktop so far. And so that, the, the stability alone leaves something to be desired. Um, but having played 1936 to 1907, I do feel like I am uh, now qualified to give an opinion on it. Uh, there has been a lot of controversy, a lot of um, negative feelings Understatement. surrounding this game. Um, Steam reviews are presently mixed. Of, of the almost 8,000 reviews, only about uh, about two thirds of them, or actually a little less than two thirds, are positive. Well, that's that's not good. I mean, I'd say that's fair. Oh, okay. It is. Uh, it was fun. I will say that I did enjoy myself most of the time while I was playing. Um, Why do I feel like there's a butt incoming? There is a large butt incoming. This is going to be like the... Okay, I was going to make a reference to that one anime with the asses, but I don't I don't remember. Keijo. That one. This is going to be one of those coming in. So, but... Um, they really should have just, like, delayed it or something. Not just for the bug, but it it is certainly lacking. It just feels unfinished. The UI is kind of shitty. Uh, I want to find the person who decided that the default setting when you hover over something uh, should be that when you then try and like hover over like something inside of that to bring up another like pop-up box that you should have to wait three seconds for a little bar to fill up to tell you that it's been locked in place you can now do that. Because if you don't, it just disappears when you move your cursor. Should I tell you that you can change the timing on that? In I settings? know that's a setting. I'm saying, whose idea was that to the, be the default? Well, probably them, considering they have data from Crusader Kings 3 that has the same feature. Oh yeah, that really pissed me off at CK3 too. I just figure out how to change that one. Well, I um, suppose from a from like a and the, and the bigger, usability standpoint, because um, uh, you know how they chose that new funky square chart thing. 
Oh, yeah. Instead of a traditional pie chart. Yeah. Uh, but there is a button to swap between the two. Oh, cool. Uh, it does not remember your setting. Okay. So it'll, I mean, it'll just constantly, like, you swap it, you, you, you exit the game, you come back in, it, it swaps back. Just a mild annoyance of having to constantly swap it back. Tendency for things to pop up telling you that something's wrong without necessarily telling you what is wrong. Okay. Uh, now, like, should we should we mention that you haven't played the tutorial? I will. Ad- I will admit, um, I haven't technically played the tutorial. I will say, uh, to their credit, uh, the in-game journal system is actually pretty decent at telling you just generally this is what you should do to accomplish this outcome. No, but it'll say stuff like. Such and such good is expensive in your country. Like, okay, well, I, I, I lay down ten factories making the thing. Uh, doesn't ex- never explains why it's why it's is the inputs expensive? Are is there just too much demand? It, these are all very tiny things that all come together, coupled with just again, it's very unstable. Also, it takes eight minutes for me to load the main menu. You, is that just a you problem, or is that? Like I know that, that I I have a standard hard drive. I don't have an like oh, a yeah. SDD PQR uh, a solid state drive. Yeah, a solid thing. state drive loads things like crazy fast. Uh, I know, I know, but uh, still, the fuck. <laughs> also, like with every other paradox game, like you load it in. You know, and then it's a little super slow the first time. But then once you keep loading the game back up, like in like the same like computer turned on session, it goes much faster. Yeah. Not for Victoria Three. Interesting. What whatever whatever enabled that capability has been lost, or they just didn't include it to begin with. Yeah, it's probably because it it was hogging memory or something. It's a decent game. There is a there is a solid core around it. I have heard that the economy is great. It's like perfect. That is that is the fun part. Yeah. The economy is basically perfect, but everything around it is kinda eh. I, I I like I do actually kinda like the the land battle system. The naval system can get fucked. <laughs> um I don't think there's a single naval battle system in any Paradox game that anyone likes. Uh yeah. Uh worse than any naval battle system I've ever played in a paradox. Oh, that's impressive. EU4, Vicky 2, Hoi 4. Uh, both pre and post man the guns. <laughs> Gonna be honest, I, I, I think I prefer the post by blood alone, like 12.1 patch of Hoi 4 when carriers straight up just did not work <laughs> to the current naval system <laughs> of Victoria 3. Wow, okay. It's not. It's not good. The land system's actually pretty fun. I, I you know, I, I was very apprehensive about it being so out of your own control, but yeah. I figured I'd like wait and at least see until I could actually try it out before I pass a judgment. Yeah. And uh, actually, yeah, no, it was. It is pretty decent. It okay. is. It is frustrating watching your generals charge off in the wrong direction from where you want them to. But to be fair, that was kind of a thing that people had to deal with. <laughs> so, 
it it is it is fun watching the fronts go along and i i feel like it's it's a good core now fun now it it, it even then it could still do with an expansion like i could you could probably do with having more than one battle per front oh yeah especially when fronts can get really big absolutely yeah that that would be uh, fun i i know that a lot of people in the victoria community have been kind of doomsaying about the war system for a while now since basically since victoria 3 was announced uh and it was rumored like oh you're not going to be allowed to move your units and yeah that came to pass and people were complaining about it nonstop. i believe people are still complaining about it so do you think we'll ever get units on map? Or is that right out? I actually kind of hope not. Okay. Fair enough. I, I honestly do. It is a refreshing change of pace from the other Paradox games where you have to move everything around. Yeah. Especially since in, like, EU4 or CK3H does who can bring the bigger stack. Yeah. You know, in this, you have to assign them to a front. They have to spread out along the front. And you can't guarantee all your troops will be able to pile in for the big battle. It's it, it's it's fine. I like it. Um, okay. So, uh, another system that I've heard a lot of people complain about. Um, so, in Victoria 2, whenever capitalists controlled your... Uh, whenever you had laissez-faire economic system, the capitalists took total control of your economy. And yeah. they don't do that in Victoria 3. And a lot of people are really mad about that. What is your opinion on that? So, I know that it's basically a result of Paradox admitting that their AI is shit. <laughs> and they can't, they, they can't get it to actually run an economy properly. It's fine, I guess. Uh... I mean, it is kind of slightly inconsistent at times. With the whole, like, oh, you're playing as, like, the nation itself, or no, you're playing as the government of the country, or you're playing as this or that. But, um, I mean, I, I find that the that the investment pool mechanic where uh, private people have a pool of investment money that can be spent only on, like, private, like, businesses... So if you want to, like, expand industries, you can use private money to do that. And then that money goes, like, you know, back into, like, it hires capitalists and such, and they get all the money from it. And then, so really, you're only having to pay directly for construction of, uh, like, gov like government services and such. Unless you have a command economy. I don't know, I've never actually, I never did the command economy in Victoria 3. You've only but, played, like, um, one game, so. I've only played the, I've, well, I've tried to, it, it kept, cra I have 20, almost 26 hours, alright? Okay, fair enough. I have 25.8 hours. The game's been out for four days. I'm sure there's people who have, uh, whatchamacallit, 144 hours, somehow. It's... I'm actually very surprised there hasn't been a patch yet for Victoria 3. Mm. It's 
there has not been like the day one patch. Well, they probably thought they caught everything. It crashes every time I hit the button to mobilize my army. Only the button to hit to mobilize all of your armies. Yes, only to mobilize all at once. If I mobilize every army individually, then it works. But I have like ten armies, so it's a bunch of needless clicking. It is a bunch of needless clicking. Also, I I I find it weird that the diplomacy system is probably the another one of the half baked things that made it in. You've heard me complain about the diplomatic plays and how this was another thing I decided I'd wait to see how it turned out with you can only add like war goals before the war actually starts. Yes. Uh, I'm like, yeah, this sounds like it's going to suck, but let's see how it works. It actually does suck in in application. Yeah. It's awful. I I go in for the war. I say, "Hey, I want this one thing." And they make me fight a five-year war. I have to slaughter half their population. And I'm like, okay, you've defeated us. You may have uh, Hawaii or something. Like, please have this small border region. But if I go in, I say, hey, I want half your country if you don't... Uh, or, well, I try and do that, because you can only start with just the one. I go in, I'm like, hey, I want this. And then I start piling it on, saying, oh, I actually want half your country. They say, no, you can have this one thing, and now we have a truce for the next ten years. <laughs> it took me to, like, 1860 to get all of, like, America's cores from Mexico. Because you could only do, like, the take core thing one by one, and you get the truce, because they back down every time. And yeah. I tried just not mobilizing my army. I tried basically just like, all right, all the troops are in Canada. <laughs> you, you, you will have for six months a straight shot towards Washington, D.C. And they basically don't go for it. Aww. You are cursed by your own success, where if you're strong enough to take the things that you want, you can't get them. And if you are able to add all the things that you want, you're not strong enough to take them. A paradox, truly. Very annoying. It, maybe there could be, like, I don't know, a mid-game tech that lets you uh, open a diplomatic play with multiple claims or war goals. That would, would be, be nice. nice. Or even just the possibility of if a war drags on long enough, like, say, for every six months a war drags on, uh, you get to add a new war goal. Could so work. that things like World War One, which basically at the start was, hey, we're gonna go in, knock all over your sovereignty, give us lots of money, and we'll fuck off back home, turns into, okay, we're dismantling your country. I never even, I've never gotten a chance to fight a World War One. I think the closest I could have was the time Russia declared war on me over my invasion of Japan. Yes. So I invaded them through Alaska, and it got into trench warfare, which is actually pretty cool. I mean, not pretty cool for the people, or the the, the ones and zeros that were involved in the fighting, but uh, it was pretty cool for me to watch. But, um... <laughs> 
I I didn't want to have to fight World War One in fucking Siberia, so <laughs> we 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 white pieced each other. After after I slaughtered the first hundred thousand, they're like, "All right, we're done." Uh, back onto like my lack of feedback thing. Like I I had no like I I could see myself like anytime I fought a war against even like other great powers. I was, like, killing them at a much higher ratio than they were killing us. So I assumed that meant I was doing well with my military technology. But there's no way to tell how good your military technology is to anyone. There's no way to tell any of your technology is good to any compared to anyone else. There's no real way to directly compare. I mean, you can go into, like, all these different market menus and diplomacy menus and figure out, like, who's leading in what, but... A bunch of extra superfluous button clicks. It's it's fun. There is a genuine, like solid diamond of a game here. Like the 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 core is like finished, but all the stuff built up around it is just needs refinement. Yeah, I mean that's paradox games for you. Yeah, yeah, it is. Kind of tend to launch with most of the core systems really solid and then every single expansion dlc etc just expands on it and makes it better and more interesting and in a couple years victoria 3 is going to be great i'll say this it was one of the most hyped games of all time for years people assumed it was never going to happen and then it happened <laughs> and so i think Maybe part of all of that is just it's uh it came out and it wasn't Victoria 2 but with better graphics. And so a subsection of the community just kind of went okay we are now going to destroy this game. We are going to say we hate it because it's, because it is not what we want. If I, if I were having to give a recommendation, I would say wait until the first DLC comes out before you buy it. Yeah. But... If you can if you can watch someone else play it or just try it out, I would say probably go for it. Uh, but you know, hey, or hell, wait for the just wait for the first patch. At least. <laughs> yeah, that's true of most video games nowadays. Wait, wait for it to be more stable than like a styrofoam pyramid <laughs> speaking of games these days assuming you're done talking about victoria 3 i i am okay so so i read a an article the other day that apparently the so you know the new modern warfare 2 remake oh yeah it's of, shit yeah <laughs> i've heard it's got excellent shooting mechanics but everything else about it is just oh, oh just yeah terrible I mean, they kind of, I, I, they, they've kind of had like the, the, the bullet, the put bullets in gun, shoot bullets at man part of Call of Duty. They've had that down for a couple games now, or many games now. Well, they, I, they lost it for a little bit. They when did they, when they just kind of piled on a bunch of random bullshit, but they've apparently brought it back and tightened it up, and it's really good now. But like, no, the plot is absolute garbage. 
Yeah. <laughs> War and also, apparently, even the multiplayer, the multiplayer is like fun, but we're not going to get into it. But apparently, there's just some big thing with. So Sony got them to sign an exclusive deal for the PlayStation, where if you're on the PlayStation, you get like 25% more XP. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like if you're playing with a friend, you get 25% more XP if you're on PlayStation. And also you get like five extra free levels of the battle pass. Oh, what? And you get a free extra uh, loadout slot. Oh, what? So uh, some people are pissed. Uh, yeah. uh, I agree that that's pretty sucky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... Hey, there's just more stuff to pile on. Uh, I also heard that apparently the the disc, the physical disc that you get for it, it's is just basic- a code. Huh? It's just a code. It's yeah. It's it's basically empty. Yeah, it's like with Fallout seventy six. You open up the game case. It's just a it's it's cardboard with a code on it. Well, no, because it does have it does actually have a disc, but it, there's nothing on it. None of the game is on the disc. <laughs> you you have. Huh? Are are CDs now cheaper than cardboard? <laughs> Maybe, or possibly it's just you know they have they feel like oh we have to put out a disc, but then they're also like well we already kind of released the campaign for free, and there's gonna be so much stuff you have to download for the multiplayer anyways. We're not gonna be is putting the campaign free. Yes, it is. It's free downloadable apparently. Oh, uh, and of course, oh. as we said, shit. Yeah, I just watched a full 100% walk uh, uh, run through. Oh no! Nice. If, if it's actually for free, I would have to play it to confirm how how terrible it is. But uh, yeah, no, the plot is absolute. I have no idea what they were thinking. <laughs> I uh, think that they I, found whatever like window cleaner they were drinking when they were making like advanced warfare. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was actually gonna talk about this for this miscellany, and I'm like, ah, nah, I'm gonna go talk about Victoria Three instead. But now that we're on the subject, <laughs> bring it on. Okay. So I, I so, so I will say I've heard a little bit about the uh, the de-escalate the situation part. That's that's about the extent of my knowledge. Is that the part where you were? Well, no, you weren't in Mexico at that point. You had just invaded the United States from Mexico. Yes, that's the one. Um, uh, but yeah, no, wow, this one was, um, so, I believe, I don't know if I actually even said it on this show, I might have just said it to you personally, but I described the the Modern Warfare reboot, the 2019 one, as probably one of the best Call of Duty games I'd seen in years, but basically completely creatively bankrupt. Because the entire plot was basically made by grabbing random news headlines from the past five years. Imagine that they change nothing, except they expand their repertoire to ripping off old COD games as well. As well as the movie Sicario. <laughs> okay. That's that's it. That's what they did. Uh, oh god, it's... For this one or for Modern Warfare One? For Modern right. Warfare Two, the new, oh. the new Modern Warfare Two. This is just confusing. Why don't they call it something else? Because modernized warfare. Oh, I was actually writing up Modern like a, a thing for for this. If we if maybe like put this on like our YouTube channel or something. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not going to go deep into detail, especially since that would take us another 
half an hour, maybe. Yeah, that would that would take. And a we'd while. go completely off into the distance. But this is one of the problems with rebooting or sequelizing anything, in that you have to like keep it recognizable, but you have to change enough of it so that it feels like a new product. And so it's like here's soap, here's uh, actually well Gaz was in the first game, but here's Gaz. Here's Ghost. Look, it's General Shepard. Look, it's Shadow Company. I'm just like, all right. <laughs> so is so Gaz died in the original Modern Warfare One. Ghost died in the original Modern Warfare Two. Like all these people who you know kind of became famous for dying horribly, but they have to bring them back, and they can't just kill them off because now they're marketable. I mean, they could just keep killing them and. Uh then keep rebooting and then killing them over again. That's what I would do. But, but, I, so but then I love killing characters. <laughs> the plot is um so I don't even remember how it starts. <laughs> like, so you're there and you're like a soldier of, dude. <laughs> the, yeah, no no this is, so they uh blew up in Iranian general. They 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 killed him with a with a tomahawk missile strike, the U.S. or yes, the U.S. Okay, okay. In, in, in the game and also in real life. <laughs> like I said, they literally just take news headlines and make it into the game levels. Nice. But um, so they kill some Iranian general who's supplying weapons to terrorists with a tomahawk missile. Well, they call it a ballistic missile. I I feel like I should note that a you put you you literally just like copy and pasted a tomahawk into your game, which is a cruise missile, not a ballistic missile. But we'll get into that. Um, like yeah, they're really good, but don't they're like these could kill thousands. I'm like, uh yeah, if you hit like a skyscraper filled with thousands of people, <laughs> like if you remember like the Shirat missile strikes against the one air base in Syria. They launched like seventy of the things to shut down one airbase. So th these are not like super weapons, all right. But um, yeah. So that they, they kill the guy, and then like his second in command is all pissed off because they killed a guy who was actively selling weapons to terrorists. Uh, so he like makes it his mission to take revenge on America. His name's like Hassani or something. Hassan? I don't know. Why does this sound like the plot of Ghosts? Um, Because that's one of the games I ripped off for this. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even joking. In like one of the final levels, they're like, all right, everybody, you're no longer uh, Los Vicaros, and we're no longer Task Force 1 for 1. Now, we are ghost team. They all put on fucking ghost masks. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not joking. They just decided to start ripping themselves off at this point. Uh. <laughs> but, um... So, he basically... He stole a bunch of these super missiles from the United States and is now using the Mexican drug cartels to smuggle them into America. To shoot them at America. Why? Because he wants revenge. No, but why would you use a, the drug cartels? That doesn't make any yes. sense. 
I mean, I, I should note that IRL, there has been some news stories about how drug cartels have been paid to smuggle terrorist shit into America. Wasn't Again, all, just ripping like, off headlines. Wasn't that but, all, like, um, Fox News shit, and it was all disproven? Not all of it. Okay. <laughs> but, uh... I would expect Mexican I feel like it, not Middle uh, the entire cruise missile is, abs- is something way different <laughs> from just, like, a gun or a person. These or things person take up entire shipping containers. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of and they somehow got one on an oil rig out in the Gulf of Mexico. In what is just a reference to that one oil rig mission in Modern Warfare 2. Also, the boat mission in Modern Warfare 1. <laughs> Shameless. Shameless they are. But it's but, okay, uh, because so it's a remake. Task Force 141 has to team up with Mexican Special Forces to fight the drug cartels. And Al-Qatala, which is totally not ISIS and, and or Al-Qaeda, to defeat the Iranians. And also, there was a Russian PMC in there at some point. Of course there was. Uh, I, I know that the Mexican drug cartels are like pretty powerful in their, in their territory, but... Um, they smuggled a cruise missile into Chicago. They apparently own like an island off the coast of Spain. Where they team up with this the rogue terror group and have like an army there. It. What? Th- yeah, no. There's a mission we have to go to. Uh, maybe it was Portugal, some island off the course of I off the co- coast of Iberia, that the cartel, the Mexican drug cartels are using to smuggle narcotics. And also, the terrorists are there. Why would the Mexican drug cartels be in Iberia? Yes. Also, I think it's worth noting, uh, drugs are decriminalized in Portugal, so I don't know what the fuck they were trying to do there, but um, I, I literally don't know. I, it's, it's Portugal. That's about one of two things I know about <laughs> the country. But uh, yeah, no, it's just... It, it went from... I really liked how Mono for One, as, you know, bankrupt as it was, was, like, kind of grounded, of all things. Uh, but, and uh, there are some really spectacular set pieces in this. Like, the time you're in a helicopter having to attack an Alcatala convoy because they kidnapped your CIA agent and are taking her to some place where... Bad things will happen to her. So you have to save her with the help of the not-Kurdish resistance group. Um, and then you get you get you fall out of your helicopter and you have to hang upside down from a rope and shoot people upside down. Then you have Ooh. to start jumping Mad Max style from car to car. It's really cool, but it's just you went from like the clean house raid where it was like, all right, cut the power. It's urban, everyone pile in, it's claustrophobic. To... Yeah. Also, I'd like to talk about... So, you know you know how Shepard betrays you? Yeah. In Modern Warfare 2? Well, I'm like, alright, so... I was thinking to myself, what would be the better twist? The twist that he doesn't betray you in this? Or the twist that he does betray you but makes it think like you're not being betrayed because you think it's supposed to be that you're not being betrayed. 
And like he's collecting betrayal flags the entire time. I'm like, all right, here's going to be the twist. He's actually a good guy. Nope. He betrays you. Of course he does. Because apparently it's all his fault to begin with. Uh. Like, remember in the, like, the original, how uh, Shepard was both A, total badass, could, like, probably break a man in half with his bare hands? Um, Vaguely. You know, because, like, 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 that that was part of the twist in Modern Warfare 2. Like, they set him up as, like, this four-star badass who fights on the front lines with his men and he gets down and dirty. And he's the guy who will do what is necessary in order to protect all that is good and American and apple pie. And then it turns out that he's a raging lunatic. Who, you know, after the nuclear explosion in Modern Warfare 1, has gone a little bit off the deep end. Uh, in this, it's just like, oh yeah, I was like illegally selling weapons. Uh, it was absolutely not the Iran-Contra affair. <laughs> I was just about to say, hey, wait, is this not, isn't this just Iran-Contra? And uh, then they got stolen by, like, Russian PMCs who gave them to the Iranians, who then used the Mexican drug cartels to smuggle them into America to shoot them at America. What? And I'd rather not anyone find out that that's what happened. And it's weird because I feel like he could have very easily still gotten away with it had he not betrayed you all. <laughs> but okay. Uh. Like, he's just some guy, and it's like, oh, I, I, I committed crimes, and I'd, I, I'm attempting to cover up my, my the, the, the crimes that I committed. Yay! Also, these are actually, like, bad ones. Like, the U.S. does not just sell cruise missiles to people. He was, like, selling cruise missiles to resistance groups under the table. I don't know what the hell they were going to use them for. <laughs> These aren't something you can just sort of use and no one will notice. <laughs> but, like, the Iran-Contra affair, which very nearly got President Reagan impeached was over, like, conventional man pads and some, like, man-portable uh, anti-tank weapons. Those were the weapons that, like, oh, this is a huge deal. And there had to be, like, a... Or there was at least supposed to be a giant cover-up. I'm not gonna touch that one with a ten-foot pole. These are cruise missiles. <laughs> these are things with a... These are explicitly stated of being able to reach... Washington, D.C. from Chicago and wipe out an entire building. You can't just sell these to people and no one will notice they've gone missing. Yeah. Anyway, so that happens. How did they even get to Chicago? That's on the complete other side of the country. Yeah, so these somehow got from, like, the Middle East to Chicago through the Mexican drug cartels. That doesn't... Why wouldn't they... Okay. And then they launched one at, at at the White House, or not the White House, at the Pentagon. Uh, which there's so much that doesn't make sense there. If see, they, cause, if they, if they have a ship to take it to America, why not launch it from the ship? So if 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 you have it, it comes in a shipping container. It launches from a shipping container. I'm assuming that it got shipped over on a cargo ship. 
in a shipping container. Why don't you just launch it from the ship? These things can apparently reach, well, I, I, the range of a real-life Tomahawk is like a thousand kilometers or something like that. But, uh, if these things can reach from Chicago to Washington, D.C., you could launch this thing from completely outside of, like, American territory. And it would actually be much harder to stop you. But, I mean, that wouldn't be interesting. They, What are they supposed to do with all of those terrorists embedded in Chicago? They literally took over an office building in Chicago with an army of terrorists and cartels <laughs> and to launch a cruise missile at the Pentagon. Why? How? Okay, the, just... Why Chicago, though? Like, there's so many other places you could have gone. Hell, I would have There are so this... many closer places they could have gone. Absolutely. But all I'm thinking is, like, why did they pick Mexican drug cartels when they could have gone with Canadian drug cartels? Truly the, the biggest... <laughs> the biggest uh, snub of this. This but is Canadian erasure. <laughs> Eh? Yeah. And then, the, that's not actually, like, the final boss fight of the game. Well, no, the final boss fight of the game is stopping the dude with the missile. But, like, the, like, before that, you have to, like, attack the Mexican military base that got taken over by American PMCs. Which is also a thing, somehow. Like, I feel like the Mexican army would have something to say about that. Um... Also, the just the Shadow Company, the PMC, somehow got in tanks and like attack helicopters to this Mexican military base. And again, no one in Mexico complained. I, you know, I would think that uh, the drug cartels would complain. They did, but then they were all rounded up and shot in the street uh, by the by the PMCs. What? Okay. Yeah, it's so... an entire level, like. After, when, when Shepard betrays you, he doesn't even do it in person. Uh, he just basically has Shadow Company say, alright, we're taking over this military base we've been using for a war against the cartels. It's a really nice one. Uh, and then they try and kill you. You escape. Then you have to, like, do this, like, sneak through the city mission where you have to, like, find and craft weapons and items from bits and bobs you find around smoke grenades and landmines and pry bars and stuff while the P the, the shadow could be PMCs are just going door to door rounding up uh, cartel members and corrupt cops and gunning them down in the street okay that actually does sound like a really cool level it actually was kind of cool to watch but uh <laughs> I mean we could we could both agree though that they weren't just rounding up cartel members and oh no they cops. were killing the families too yeah I have a feeling they were killing more than that I there's no one left in that town. Uh, yeah, like I anyways. said, it's a, it's a collection of really cool and interesting set pieces. That don't really join together. garbage stringing it all together. Gotcha. It, it just uh, seems weird to me that uh, this PMC was able to just roll in and just crush over the, the, the cartels, which were apparently so powerful that they were able to get cruise missiles from Mexico to Chicago. I mean, this PMC also has an AC-130. Of course they do. They're, it's, it's like in the original Modern Warfare where, where Shadow Company is just like Shepard's private army has. But at least in that one, it's really vague 
as to like how they operate. In this one, they're basically straight up funded by they're basically funded by the U.S. in order to go into places that the U.S. can't do stuff. Except there's no plausible deniability since they all wear American flag patches and they're all very clearly American with their American accents. And their American love of cheeseburgers. So they're, they're, they're and and using American military equipment. So there's absolutely no reason why people would suspect that these are American troops. Hmm. Maybe they're intentionally looking American so that people will think they're actually French. No, that's ridiculous. But uh, yeah. So all of that. Uh. It sounds like hell. I swear there was one other thing I wanted to mention, but I'll just wrap it up with and then so of course it ends like you defeated the guy you stopped the cruise missile you you took out oh yeah uh and also like like the 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 defeating shadow company so like uh you you launch an assault out assault on the military base that they're at and you steal one of their apache helicopters and you start blowing stuff up and then you like gotta go in and kill the guy and and find the cartel boss that you've been like captured so you can recapture her from the people who stole her from you. It's dumb, but um. And then Graves just hops in a fucking tank, and then you have an arena fight with him against the tank where you have to like dodge into houses and find C four to throw it on the tank and blow it up. Again, that's a really cool idea for it's a level. Really, it, it's really dumb. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, no, it sounds dumb, but it sounds cool. It sounds like action movie shit. But just like you, you go from like, all right, like we're sneaking through, we're being stealthy, to all right, dude hops in a tank, go fight him. <laughs> just like <laughs> push you towards him, Adam, like Adam Boy Soap. <laughs> you got this. And then, of course, at the very end, they're like, oh, you know, Shepard escaped. He went to ground. And they're like, oh, you know, we have bigger problems to look to work for. You know, this, we got to like deal with the, like the Russian connection, like those PMCs from earlier that were one offline. I'm like, those are like the ultranationalists from Modern Warfare 1, the original Modern Warfare 1, right? Like that's I'm not mistaken here. And then then like the loss in the CIA agent hands you the picture, like, it's this guy. He's behind it all. And they just all start passing it around, Task Force 141, and they all look, like, shocked. I'm like, oh, God, it's fucking Makarov, isn't it? <laughs> and then, literally, it's like, they pass back and forth, like, oh, my God, it's him. It's him. It's him. And she's like, who is it? He's like, it's Makarov. No, and really? And then it just cuts to, like, an airplane, like, in the sky. Guy, like, gets, gets his drink drinking. He gets a text message saying, like, you know, it's on! So he starts assembling a Glock out of 3D printed plastic parks or something. And then he just gets like saying, remember, no Russian. And then just smash like credits or something. What? <laughs> uh. I, I, heard the, I heard the term gem covered in diarrhea used to describe <laughs> this game. And that, that could not be more accurate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, gameplay looks really fun, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we said at the start of all this, like they've got really good gameplay, and as as I've mentioned from me hearing just the description of some of the levels, 
they have some really interesting uh set pieces but just it's it's both it's both heartening and very disappointing to see modern war or see call of duty going back to the old uh racism and phobias bucket i thought we i thought we threw that bucket out set- back in the early 10s like they're very clearly trying to list, like you know like your your allies in this game are like the Mexican special forces, and then you go to Urzikstan for a mission, and you get to team up with all of the the Urziks. Uh, like yeah, like yeah, you're our best buddies. Yeah, it's <sighs> they still do a lot of ra- still do a lot of the uh... racism, like that. Uh... Whatchamacallit, de-escalating the situation thing I talked about. Yeah, like, there's a mission where, like, the Mexican Special Forces guys are like, alright, we gotta catch this this Iranian general, this Iranian colonel, before he does terrorist stuff in America. And like, oh shit, he already crossed the border. Alright, guess we're going too. I'm like, you are, uh, uniformed Mexican military personnel crossing the border into America with weapons. This is an invasion. Like, I don't, I don't think the CIA officer you're talking to has the legal authority to give you permission for this. And then you have to, like, and then you just go busting through people's houses following this guy. I'm like, all right. I, let me get this straight. You have two uniformed Mexican military members committing violent home invasions on American citizens. And I know that they're the good guys, but this is a good thing? This is a diplomatic incident in the making. <laughs> also, this is a diplomatic incident in the making that results in the death of multiple American police officers. <laughs> not, not, they don't get shot by the Mexican Special Forces, they get killed by the cartel with an RPG, but <laughs> they're only killed because the Mexican Special Forces guys are there. <laughs> uh. And also, like, they finally capture the Iranian colonel guy halfway through the game. I'm like, all right, that was anticlimactic. Like, all right, you have to let him go now. Like, what do you mean, let him go? Like, it's, it would be a war crime to just kill him out here, and we're not legally allowed to hold him. Like, what do you mean? He's, he's an Iranian military member committing fucking terrorist acts in Mexico. There are, like, <laughs> 50 treaties he's currently breaking. And also... You explicitly said in Shadow Company, because enough to follow American rules, you're in the middle of the desert, kill him, bury him, and be done with it. He's working with the cartel. I'm pretty sure no one would question it. <laughs> Especially since in the last game, when you were torturing someone's like wife in order to get information on where they were. And then Gaz is like, I, you know, I signed up to protect people, not do this. And Price is like, we get our hands dirty so the world stays clean. What happened to that? Where was that attitude now? Well, clearly they heard everybody saying, hey, that's actually, that attitude is really fucked up. And so they're like, okay, let's just go in the opposite direction and make it even more fucked up. They also, uh, uh, like, with Call of Duty Black Ops, or sorry, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, which is another one, actually, really decent one that they made, actually. Um, 
the new Modern Warfare series and the entire like Black Ops timeline are now in the same continuity. Why? Yeah, n- why? I'd have no clue. I guess shared universes are in now. I mean, they've been in for a while, but... At least a decade. Uh, yeah, no, like, you meet Zakayev in Cold War. And it's, this, it's the same Zakayev that gets name-dropped in Modern Warfare 2019. Who then doesn't show up in Modern Warfare 2 at all. But so that basically welds together the entire Black Ops timeline into this new Modern Warfare timeline. Which means that in the future of this of this new series, we can look forward to an army of drone robots being commanded by some psycho. I think it was Nicaraguan. What was Men- what was Men- Menendez? I think it was Nicaraguan. Uh, from Ghosts. No. No. Okay. No, that was think- Venezuela. Gotcha. <laughs> no, in Black Ops Two. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I the one no where your enemies are basically militant ac- Occupy Wall Street, being led <laughs> by a uh, like narco from Central America. I don't know. I never played <laughs> yeah, that any one. of the Black Ops games. They they they, they hack the they hack the U.S. American drones. And they start attacking things with America's drones, and you have to team up with China to stop them. Okay. That one wasn't quite so good when I played it the first time, but after I played it a second time, it was actually kind of enjoyable. I don't know if it was Stockholm Syndrome or what, but... (laughs) No, that was when they were playing around with, like, alternate, like, endings and choices and stuff. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, so that's in the future for this series. Cool. We are basically in an interpool right now. Wonderful. In between helping Ronald Reagan... Oh my god, the plot of Cold War was fucked, though, but... <laughs> in between helping <laughs> Ronald Reagan stop uh, Russian-Soviet terrorists from blowing up America's nukes and America hid in European cities to blow them up. Seriously, what that plot? <laughs> Yeah, no, that was the plot of Black Ops Cold War. So apparently, the U.S. military in this timeline put nuclear weapons in all major European cities so that when the Soviets invade, they just blow them up. What? And so some rogue Soviet general of, like, the Soviet Illuminati gets the plan to blow them all up and then blame it on America because no one would believe that America didn't do it because they're American nukes that America put there. <laughs> it's just like, all right, free control over Western Europe. What? So that's the plot of Cold War is you have to stop that from happening. What? And so you, you play as like, you play as one of like the Russian Illuminati members who's like, who gets Manchurian candidate brainwashed into thinking you're an American soldier. And you have to work with them to try and stop it from happening. And then when you get your memories back at the last, at, at the end, you have the choice of having a completely different final level in which you basically go, you know what? Fuck these people. I'm going to, I'm not just going to let it happen. I'm going to help it happen. <laughs> and so you get to turn on them and kill all the, all the protagonists from the previous Black Ops games. <laughs> and then nuke America. <laughs> And all of Europe. <laughs> that was actually wow. fun. It was it was very fun. That is messed up, man. 
And then, like, the final cutscene is Ronald Reagan going into the bunker. <laughs> uh. We spent, like, an hour talking about Call of Duty. No, we didn't, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, Call of Duty. So let's, let's, let's change the subject. Such cause... a shame. What? Such a... Such a such a wild variance in quality from game to game. Yeah, I mean that's what happens when the game comes out year after year. How and they're they, are they to... on like thirty by now? I think they're on like thirty by now. I think so. I lost count. Listen, I stopped playing Call of Duty games. They stopped numbering them after the fifth one. Yeah. Listen, I played Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare Two, and Modern Warfare Three. And that's about it. I also so played the, the campaign. Two good ones and the disappointing conclusion. Yes. I also so played the see. Ghosts campaign. There's but... five World War II games. There are now five Modern Warfare games. There are six games in the Black Ops canon, which is now part of the new Modern Warfare canon. So that's. 16 games and then there's the three standalones so there are 19 call of duties out right now and that's just the main series that doesn't include like the other like spinoffs yeah like big red one but yeah, yeah. and then of course there's the remastered versions but those don't count as new games no they don't but yeah Call of Duty. Fucking. Call of Duty. First Call of Duty came in 2003. It's 2022. They've literally released a game a year. Yes. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. That might be slightly squashed, because I think there's been more than a year between the Modern Warfare reboot and now. Yes. And this also actually, this includes Warzone. Oh. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Whatever, let's stop talking about Call of Duty. Yeah, let's let's just stop talking about it. Yeah. Um but speaking of things with guns. <laughs> excellent segue. So I, I recently watched uh Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Oh, I've been meaning to watch that. It's really good. I know it's supposed to be. I actually just picked up Cyberpunk 2077. It's on sale. Oh, so I'm like, all nice. right, I can pick I can watch Edge Runners because it's a prologue. And then I can play the game. Perfect. But yeah, no, I go mean, on. Well, no, just, I, I watched it, and uh, I actually did notice that Cyberpunk 2077 was on sale, so I was like... I think it's on sale because of the anime. That is entirely possible. Uh, I do know there's some stuff from the anime in the game now. Yeah. Uh, a few items. They, yeah, but apparently they like patched it and stuff, so it's actually like playable now. So. Oh yeah, that's that's also what I've heard, is that it's actually playable um but this isn't about the game because we haven't played it yet this is about the anime which is honestly one of the best shows i have watched this year i i do want to watch it if only so that we can you know put it in the running for best of the year yes absolutely if even if you don't watch it i'm putting it (laughs) i'm gonna be putting it in in my top three because it is really good it's got so first of all it's a gorgeously animated show uh I mean, it better be, 
considering it's got Trigger behind it. Yeah. And it's got an amazing story. And uh, I watched the dub version, the English dub, and it's actually quite good. I, it's, it's a solid heard, dub. I, I've seen clips of the dub. It's apparently... I mean, it sounds hilarious. <laughs> I mean, the nice thing about the dub is they use all of the, uh, the cyberpunk uh, lingo. Which sounds... It, it, it sounds very <clears throat> silly to hear people call each other Choom. Chum. Uh, I believe it means friend. It's it's kind of like Chummer from Shadowrun. That All was right. the, that's the closest comparison I can get. Screw it, whatever. Um. Yeah. So great story, great animation. Uh, it integrates beautifully with the setting of Cyberpunk. Uh what else? Gods just it's a really really good show and i i don't want to talk about it too much cuz i don't want to spoil it yeah uh, I mean, i've had some pretty serious spoilers just wildly thrown out but uh yeah i like to I won't... think i've avoided at least some oh i just uh, people <laughs> especially since this came out like a month ago yeah it feels like it came out a lot longer ago but no yeah about a month ago or so from this recording, of course. Um, uh, yeah, I can't. Yeah, like I said, I don't want to talk about about it too much because I don't want to spoil it for you. Uh, because I don't know what's what's been spoiled for you, and so I won't confirm or deny anything. Uh, what's 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 what what is there to say about it, considering you haven't seen it? Well, I'll say this, uh, watching it, I mostly just put it on because I was like, oh, well, I got some free time, I'm gonna put it on because I've heard it's good, I like, you know, I like Shadowrun, so it's adjacent to Cyberpunk, and then I ended up watching, like, all of it in two nights, and I kind of want to go back and rewatch it to go and catch all of the tiny details in the background. Uh, but uh, watching Edge Runners did make me go and be like, I want to run a cyberpunk game. I want to play a cyberpunk game. Because you, you and I, we've played uh, Shadowrun before. Yeah. That, that, was, that was good times. Yeah. I remember Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> Only three people on this planet know the reference to Twitch. I'm trying to remember it, if he was the was one a that Shadowrun character of mine. For those of you wondering, was he the one that uh, blew the the uh, the blew Lone Star the police car? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. After you guys got out, got into a shootout in the in the cake cafe. Yeah, in a cake shop, I I blew a CEO's head off. Good times. Good times. Good times. Uh, yeah, I miss Shadowrun. We should play sometime. Yeah, we should. Well, I mean, we're not going to play it on podcast, probably. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> that would be one of the most boring things to listen to. Uh, well, hey, I don't know. 
there's a lot of people out there who do actual play podcasts. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that requires you to be, like, entertaining. Not at all. You can be quite boring. Trust me, I have listened to actual play podcasts. They're not all interesting. They, we, we can't all be Critical Role, okay? Never got into Critical Role. I, I watched Critical Role the first season reruns uh, up up until they got out of the Underdark, and then I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't actually care about this. So I really? didn't even get to the supposed good stuff <laughs> for uh, really, I just sort of Every time I try watching like people play D&D, I always just sort of zone out and get lost because I'd rather just be playing it myself. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. There's a lot of people out there who love to listen to people play games. And you know what? I don't think there's enough <laughs> Shadowrun podcasts out there. Podcasts of actual plays of Shadowrun. I mean, there's, there's, I'm sure there are. No insults any running actual plays of Shadowrun. Don't kill me. I am merely a disembodied voice on the internet. But yeah. So yeah, we'll probably... So when, whenever you end up watching Cyberpunk, we'll probably end up going and playing either Cyberpunk or Shadowrun. Yeah. We don't even have to get the rest of the group in, uh, in on it. Yeah. I can have a character who's a reference to Blade Runner. Perfect. I mean, will his name be Deckard? No. Damn it. I can make them be named Deckard, but... <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I think that's about it. Yeah, uh, I haven't really... Well, my... For the past, it's I, I feel like this I uh, this, this comes with way too much. Like, oh yeah, I just been super busy at work, but I've been super busy at work, and I haven't had a chance to watch stuff. Although I am excited every single Saturday because I get to watch Uzaki. <laughs> that, that is that is the one light in the darkness. Today's actually we are recording on a Saturday, which is atypical. But today's episode was, uh, well, quite funny, as usual. It just has a nice charm to it. Gives you a nice, uh, sensible chuckle. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, it, it's, it's funny without being too, you know, over the top. Very relatable humor. Except when it's completely not, but... <laughs> <laughs> Like the one where they go to like do sports and they end up getting into a sports fight with these three dude bros, and the one dude uh, can't actually play soccer. The dude's like, "All right, just kick the ball as hard as you physically can." Except the dude's super ripped, so we just get Mortal Kombat X-ray things <laughs> of them getting their bones shattered. Oh, ouch! <laughs> like, all right, uh, did I just kill those guys? Don't know. Let's run anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so he just literally grabs Uzaki under arm and starts running. <laughs> nice. But yeah. Very nice. It's it's uh, it's been a good time. Good times. And then obviously, yeah, I think you you literally just told us what you watched this week. Yeah. 
Yeah, sadly, I, I had to pack up my DVD and movie collection. Yeah. Moving house recently. Uh, I all my worldly <laughs> possessions fit in about six cardboard boxes. I believe uh, this episode will be going up while you are in the process of moving, actually. Yeah. Not the, not the, not the first couple weeks I've spent homeless, but uh, I'll be fine. And I no mean, worries. I mean that before anyone gets overly concerned, no, I will literally be fine. Yeah, no worries. He is going to a warm and loving home. <laughs> Shut up! You make it sound like I'm about to fucking get euthanized. <laughs> no, 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 I'm making you sound like a dog. No, no, I don't. I'm not. I don't. I'm about to start moving house without a plan in place. I should have everything settled by about the time we go on Thanksgiving break. And then when we return, uh, our end of the year and everything, that should be uh, back to normal for me. That's going to be nice. Yeah. So I guess uh, that's it. So until next time, I have been Lyle. And I have been Eli. And this has been Anime Stroganoff.